It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. is the Nightside Project. Look at the size of that boy's heat. I'm not kidding, it's like an orange on a toothpick. Nightside on KSL. A limited edition summer season. It's summer now. They told me this would be temporary. It cannot end soon enough. The Nightside Project with Ethan Millard and Alex Carey. Streaming live on Alexa and on KSL News Radio at 102.7 FM. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Nightside Project. I'm Ethan Millard here with Alex Geary. Thanks so much for picking up the show tonight. We appreciate it. Alex, uh, can I share an experience with you that I have? Absolutely. Full disclosure, Ethan's... uh, Still broadcasting out of the bathroom. On a toilet, apparently. (laughs) No, people people have noticed. And and tonight's going to be, for a couple of reasons, tonight's going to be even weirder than last night. Uh, we won't go into that. Well, but, well, but, um, but, but listen, but want, it'll, re- it'll return to normalcy, uh, what, tomorrow night? Tomorrow night, just in time. Okay, so tomorrow night, what does that mean? Just in time for what? Just in time <laughs> for, the, for the Michael Jordan of Salt Lake Radio to retire the second time. Oh, that's great. Now, um, so Alex, uh, but I wanted to share an experience that I had which is related to this broadcast quality. So um, <laughs> the reason why we're doing it this way is because I've had to do a bit of minor traveling. So for work, I'm in St. George. And I did last night, I gave a presentation to someone. Oh. And this was really interesting because this is the first time I've really kind of done this in the whole um, COVID scenario. Oh, right? so the first time you've been in front of a crowd, you mean? Yeah, but it wasn't yeah. really a crowd. But I, I just kind of wanted to explain how it went and, and how I think that, honestly, the way we're doing it, as long as we do it this way, it's probably going to be good enough. Because did you give a tw- I mean did you like, give a Did you give a 20-minute presentation one by one to people as no. they came in the room? You just kept repeating well, it, it to the next hour. group. It was an hour. It was on investing and things like that. And, and, the, and there weren't very many people. We had – maybe 10 or 12 people, but we had booked an enormous auditorium. So everyone could just spread out. You know what I mean? Everyone wore masks. We had the hand sanitizer. And then I had a mask on too. And so I had a microphone. I had a lapel mic, right? Uh So that I could still be heard even with the mask. And Alex, I got to tell you, it went great. It was phenomenal. Mm. And I was so pleased. Well, I'll tell you too, like in in most cases, what's weird now, uh, how things get reversed is that, uh, you going on you like if if you were to walk into an auditorium that was massive and there were 10 people there to hear somebody talking about investing you'd be like this guy stinks and this is a bust no one's here i'm leaving well and if instead wearing mass you'd think it was some kind of horror movie you well, well no i know but but in that case if you walked into an auditorium and it was super spread out and 10 people were there you'd be like this is amazing i love this i love that no one is around me and so you have this like we, it, it totally changes your attitude about it, it. We knew we wouldn't have a big crowd, so we just gave everyone maximum amount of space. And you know, we'd normally hold it in a much smaller venue. But um, but you know what it represented, Alex? Come on down to your Is local rep- Red Lobster. Ethan Millard wants to talk to you about your future. Like that? 
Well, what it did is it represented us. <laughs> it represented the possibility to do something important for the business. Yeah. And we did it in a safe way. Oh, there you and go. And you know me, I've tried to take this very, very seriously. And, and I was I was really satisfied with how it all went. And I thought, you know what? There, there's no reason why we can't continue to open things up as long as we're just smart like this. As long as we're just smart like this, I, th- I, I think we can do it. Well, we're I being really super do. smart. I was impressed. We're being super smart. And that is by not just you. We, we didn't feel comfortable enough with you doing the show from your house with a broadcast quality microphone. I wanted you to do it with a tin can around your face. Uh, for us to really, for us to (laughs) 350 miles away so that we can feel extremely, uh, do we have to quarantine you? Is St. George like one of these things where you go somewhere far enough and we quarantine you? Because technically, you know, I haven't been in contact with anybody. Okay. All right. So there you go. Who put your lapel mic on then? Huh? I did. Oh, okay. All right. I did the whole thing. (laughs) But are you staying at a hotel then? Yeah, and you feel you know okay what? about it? Is it is it like uh, I mean because I would yeah. look, I would I already look sideways at, at hotel bedding, and so I like I I would not I don't know how I'd feel about it. It's the new Marriott down here. Oh, okay, There's so no one one's ever on. stayed in it. It's a brand new one that no one's ever stayed in. Just you it, and 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 it's smaller. Keep telling it's right yourself here on that. Main Street. You know where? Yes, you know I where do. George's is. Yes, I do. Right I'm very familiar with. So, with uh, St. George and, so, and George. So, you know, you go in, they've got the glass up, and, you know, I didn't have to, we didn't have to shake. It's not like I I made out with the receptionist. <laughs> well, no. and, and what was that? You don't walk up and shake hands with the receptionist anyway. You're, just, you're a weirdo if you do that. So you don't uh, walk up with, hi, but Ethan Millard, businessman. Like, and everyone's wearing masks yes. in the hotels. Yes. So okay. Cool. Uh, Ethan, speaking of wearing masks, I want to start off talking about a little piece of uh, – of data that I found that I thought was interesting. And that is uh, this, there's a, there's a full on, uh, there's a map you can look at that is, that is, uh, that it's one of the more interesting ones. I feel like it would be hard. It was one of those where he took Twitter data and sort of geotagged Twitter, Twitter data and like hashtags to be able to just go off of that and do like a little bit of a, and I don't know how accurate these are when they do that, but you have they you have a United States map, and like the like a light light shade of pink versus a dark 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 shade of red would represent dark dark shade, the darkest shade of red you could think of uh, would would represent most anti mask activity, okay? Most anti mask twi- tweeting, okay? And then the okay. next and then the lightest shade of pink would be the least anti mask activity. And I was a little bit shocked by some of the data. This is why I don't know how accurate it is. But the most anti-mask sentiment felt across uh, the United States, according to Twitter, lies in Arizona, Nevada, Idaho, and Florida. Yeah. Now, we in, we in Utah, because, and listen, we're kind of a live free or die type of a state, you know, and, and are, so are I- we? I, I, <laughs> Are we? Well, I thought that we, I thought that we would have a little bit more of that, like "don't tread on me," "don't force me to wear the mask" we type used of. To. A, we did two weeks ago. We did. I think, but I think just a couple of weeks. ago. I was impressed by the shade of pink we had. We weren't. We were not nearly. We weren't the darkest shade of red. We aren't the lightest shade of of pink either. We aren't anti. Pink, yeah. We aren't anti-mask for sure, but we're not. We're we're not well, the least anti-mask either, and so we're kind of somewhere in the middle. And I think I that think, we. I think that we are turning a corner as a country. I hope we're turning a corner. 
when it comes to wearing the masks, just kind of generally, not because it's an assault on your personal freedoms, but just because we are really trying to get this thing under control and it has nothing to do with trying to you know, usurp your freedoms as much as it is just trying to figure out how uh, we can get back to some version of normal, which we're not going to see for a long time because we haven't been compliant in trying to make sure we don't pass it along. So uh, we are we're kind of in the middle there. But I thought it was interesting. Arizona's been a hotbed. I know that word is used a lot, but Arizona has been a real problem. And another thing that they have found out is that air conditioning in homes is actually something that will that can uh, further the problem as well. So they were talking about how, because uh, apparently keeping the house cool and keeping the air circulated, if there are respiratory droplets in the house that have, uh, that are, you know, that could infect, that that's kind of an an environment where it actually would do really well. And that is uh, forcing the air all around the house, keeping it cool inside, and you are inside and uh, kind of, uh, contained with that virus if somebody is sick in, in, a, in a given place. So they're, they're looking into that, but they think that air conditioning, air conditioned homes uh, could actually be a place where you could find yourself in a real bad spot if somebody is infected in there. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what right now. I've gone, I've gone along with the wear masks, but if it becomes wear masks and <laughs> turn, turn off, off your air AC. <laughs> well, look, if no one's infected now, at your house, you keep the AC on as much as you want. That's the idea, though, is that, uh, yeah. I, I And here's the thing, too, and this is something I want to ask you about, Ethan, before we get out. Uh, are you one of those – do you, do you like, not let – because my kids want other kids in the neighborhood to play with them. You know, we're new in the neighborhood. And the little kids have kids coming around, and there's this kind of weird thing where, you know, they act like they can't cross the threshold. And we are kind of like, yeah, I don't really bring the friends over and get in the house necessarily. We've kind of gotten lax on that with the – but our neighbors aren't going anywhere either. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel really I mean, bad kicking like have, a kid out it, from playing Legos with my kid, you know? It, yeah, I think it depends on your level of trust, right? Your level of trust. Do you, you know, have you communicated that at all? Have you, have you asked him kind of what some of the family's rules are? Because then the, there might be some trust there. Um, for us, um, we, uh, my kids have started going out riding bikes and things like that. So they know they can't go into any of their friends' houses. That's off limits. Um, and, of course, they know the social distancing rules, and I guess I just have to kind of trust them yeah. to follow that. Um, but otherwise, uh, riding bikes has been a great thing they've been able to do kind of oh, around absolutely. the neighborhood. No, for sure. My kids are kids. out My kids are out riding those bikes for sure. That's a big one. Yeah. It's just about whether or not you yeah. go in houses. I kind of say just generally no. Every once in a while, we kind of let it slide. But all right. Take the break here. We'll come back. we got more to go in the Nightside Project. Uh, Ethan broadcasting from a, a closet, apparently, somewhere in St. George. When we return, uh, this is what the people of Berkeley, the police, or the, the, the police department in Berkeley might end up doing to replace some of the costs when it comes to traffic enforcement for police. Stay with us. More to go. The Nightside Project continues on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.